are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, Hour 2 on this Reaction Monday, off and running with you. And lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. I really hope you will be. Man, the first hour was a lot of fun. We had a ton of phone calls and comments on the Murray West live thread over on the live stream and texts on the Country Pleasing text line. and still a bunch of those to get to. So really do enjoy. I do. I personally get a lot of uh, enjoyment out of getting in here with you on Mondays during football season and kind of seeing, um, you know, what comes out of the conversation and what your thoughts were. You know, y'all always think of things that I didn't think of. So uh, hit me up, comment there on the live stream. If you're on Facebook, YouTube, we can drop it in the show and be a part of the show um, that way. Mark brought up something on YouTube here on the Murray West Live thread. He said, don't forget about the BS blindside block call that took away Wright's touchdown. Well, yeah, now I'm going to be honest with you, Mark. I need to go and read up on how they call that. Uh, like like the, the officials, exactly what their parameters are for calling that. And, you know, uh, is it a thing of it has to be in a certain section of the field? And what I mean by that is, like, is it outside the box where you can't hit someone who's – is it – plays coming at you you're going against the grain and you pick somebody off you know i see those blindside blocks called it's obvious that that one wasn't a targeting because it didn't involve launching into the head it was just blindside going in with the shoulder and boom knocking him off his feet and in that situation that's who you're supposed to block i don't know what you're supposed to do other than just don't hit him right like if that's my deal plays coming here he doesn't see me just stand there and like i don't know like try you can't hold him like, touch him, scream at him, boo! You know, like, what do you do to avoid a blindside block? I don't know. So I need to read up on, on what it is officials are supposed to be calling there because, you know, again, back in the day, that was a pretty good block. <laughs> you didn't ear hole him with your helmet, so there's no concussion deal. You fly in there with shoulder and catch him and knock him off his feet. Hey. But, yeah, it basically brings it back a touchdown. But here's the one thing about it. Um, no, he's not dropping back a bunch in the pocket and reading the whole field defensively, even though they're rotating coverage and throwing accordingly, like a Will Rogers and other quarterbacks are doing. Mike Wright's not doing that. But, man, you can call a quarterback draw, a quarterback power, and they miss one block, and it's 15, 16 yards, and, and – you know, we hadn't even said he broke the line yet. You know, you get one block on the edge. One guy goes with the running back on RPO. He pulls it. He goes and get, he gets one block. He'll outrun everybody. It's a whole different set of tools you have with a guy like that in the game. All right, hour two. Here we go. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Check them out at cspire.com. By the way, props to C Spire. Because on my handy-dandy iPhone 12 Pro Max, I still have the 12. Don't look down on me for that. I like my iPhone 12 Pro Max. I know I need to upgrade. <clears throat> Maybe. Still working. Look, I don't even put a case on it. And it's still in perfect condition. Knock on wood. I know, I just jinxed it. 
I'm going to drop it today probably. But uh, anyhow, props to them because when I left Fayetteville at 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon, I'm a block below the stadium. I get in my car. I drive out. I pulled up on here because I don't have it in my car. I pulled up my serious, you know, account, logged into and started listening to the Alabama versus Tennessee game until it finished. Later that night, on way on the other side of Little Rock, I switched it over to Auburn versus Ole Miss. Listened to it all the way to Tupelo. From a signal stand, I say the number one <laughs> network in um, Mississippi, but from Fayetteville, Arkansas, a block below their stadium, to my driveway, I had full-blown signal on this thing, streaming a live radio broadcast. Way to go, C Spire. Appreciate you. Because that got me home. Made, the, made the, the trip much shorter, for sure. Yeah, Chuck said, what are you supposed to do? Like, maybe shadow block, like in flag football? I don't know, like box him out with your rear end, like in basketball or something? I mean, goodness. I don't know what you're supposed to do. <laughs> if that's who you're supposed to block in that situation. Um, another comment, and then I got something for you to listen to. Um, Will on the Murray West live thread says, Matt, did you and Neil make Xavion Thomas the player of the game for his false start? <laughs> we didn't. Buki Watson, who's the SEC player of the week, by the way, and Sean Preston were our co-players of the game, and rightfully so on defense. But, again, just to clarify, Will, y'all go watch that. But what happened, Xavion didn't false start. I don't know if they said false start, but what they meant was illegal motion because he was not set when the ball got snapped. But that's not his fault. Xavion was doing exactly what he was supposed to do. He got the call. He's running out there to go line up. He's supposed to get in his spot, look at the official, and tell him whether he's on or off the line, and then look at the quarterback. And once his head is around, he's ready. The quarterback now can snap the ball. Well, and the quarterback was watching him because he was doing his job. But somebody somehow replicated either a clap or a set hut or whatever the snap count is. And just like back on the goal line, Cole Smith heard it and snaps a ball early. So it wasn't a Xavion deal. He was doing what he's supposed to do on any play. They just snapped it early. May have called it a false start, but, you know, there you go. All right, here's what it sounded like on the radio. Calls from Neil Price, voice of the Bulldogs. He's Hale State voice on Twitter, social media. And uh, these calls, compliments of Learfield. Highlight, highlights. Yeah, there's some highlights. Zip it. Here they come. They trying to get the lead here, trailing 3 nothing. Second and goal from the Arkansas 2 in the Case IH red zone. Right, turns, busted play, throws it right flat, marks, turns, reaches for the goal line, and he's in. Touchdown, Mississippi State. They mass at the line. Tush push coming Umpire up. puts the ball down. Jefferson sneaks straight ahead. There is a push, and he'll get it with second, maybe third Ball's effort, out. or will he? Ball comes out. Arkansas says they've recovered it, and State's got it. Signal comes from the far side, and that State bench erupts. The Bulldogs come away with the ball. They stop Arkansas and get a takeaway in the process. Third and 11. Right in the shotgun now, three yards deep in his end zone. Takes a snap. Throws left side into traffic. Robinson Woo! goes up the ladder and makes a miraculous catch at the Arkansas 32 
over two Razorbacks, falls to the deck there and moves the sticks. Jefferson takes a shotgun snap, only three to rush for State. He steps up, he throws across the middle, it's intercepted! Preston jumps in front of the receiver at the Mississippi State 27, pulls it down and takes it back to the 31 where he's tackled. The Bulldogs take it away from Arkansas for the second time in the game, and State's got it back with 9-11 to go, clinging to a four-point lead. Arkansas with a fourth down from the State 48. Jefferson takes a shotgun snap. Bulldogs bring only four. Jefferson, clock expired, loads up, throws to the front left of the end zone, intercepted and then drops. State knocks it down, the game is over. The Bulldogs defense makes one final play and State escapes Fayetteville with a 7-3 win over Arkansas. Rapid in maroon and white. And that's Neil Price on the call and those radio highlights from, uh, from Learfield. Chuck said on the YouTube live stream, he's commenting on the Murray West live thread. Do you think the tush push will be made illegal at some point? Yeah, I don't know how you would do that, though. I mean, I guess you could specify maybe down in distance, or you would have to then what? Specify that an offensive player couldn't push another one upfield ever. And that's kind of going to be tough to do because then your offensive is going to argue, well, look, there's sometimes we're trying to get in there and make a block. We're not really trying to push the guy. Uh, they, But maybe so. I mean, they do have a rule that you can't drag, pull a guy into the end zone, right? Like I can't grab him and pull him in there, supposedly, in college football. They do it in the NFL a good bit. Coffee Norman. Coffee Norman. Norman, I poured some – coffee in my mug from High Point Roasters in New Albany just a minute ago. And it's so hot that when I pulled, I put it up to my mouth to drink it, the steam came out of my cup and fogged up my contacts. <laughs> and I've been struggling with it ever since. You ever had that happen? You get a contact fogged up because of hot coffee and then you can't see the rest of the day? <laughs> I'm going to have to just get a new contact. Coffee Norman says, Matt, I don't quite understand some state fans. He says, you know Arkansas had looked more competitive than State all year, and State defense goes on the road and holds them to three points. Disappointing offense, but I think, he says, that defensive performance gives you more hope going forward than winning a shootout type of game. Just started listening today. He says, but am I miss- what am I missing with these unhappy State fans? A road win in the SEC, and I'm good. That's Coffee Norman. Well, Norman, I'm just going to tell you something. Um, I guess it's this way, you know, with anybody, there are these, there's just all these different points on the spectrum where you find people in a fan base, right? And that, and the state's no different than any other in that regard in that, okay, you have some like you, Hey, I don't care how you win it. I'm, I'm good. Win a game. It's just a game. Glad we won. (laughs) That's over here on one end of the spectrum. And you're going to find people that are kind of in the middle like, boy, that was hard to watch. <laughs> That's an ugly win, right? Kind of in the middle. Like my, my dad texted me during the game while the game was going on, and he said, this is like watching two drunks fight. <laughs> and he's about right. I'll tell you another funny one, okay? 
another member of my family. Y'all know her and hear her sometimes on the radio. She said, I think if a game ends 7-3, to three, then they ought to be, have to fire somebody on both teams. <laughs> she, so you got them all over. And then you are obviously, because you know, you'll hear it here, you hear it on a lot of the shows, the least common denominator portion of the base, fan base, Norman, is going to go like this. Six wins ain't good enough. Fire the coach. Fire him. We need a better coach. Coach's fault. Fire the coach. I don't care what the buyout is. Our coach isn't as popular as Lane Kiffin, and our coach isn't as successful as Nick Saban. Fire him. <laughs> I mean, look, Norman, they exist, man. They got to vote just like you. Whew, and here we are. Res Dog Texas show and say, and look, Norman. The reality is there was a lot of bad in that game. There, there is a lot of stuff, and there are in just about every win, a lot of stuff that you go, hey man, if we do that, we keep doing that, we're gonna get beat. That right there ain't gonna cut it every Saturday. <laughs> That's just about every team, and there was a lot of that for State. Obviously, you score one touchdown, you know, but I don't care who you're playing against. You played better defensively, you go hold them to a field goal, and that was on a short field, period. Res Dog says, had the receiver been set, the quarterback would be looking at the center, and he wouldn't have fumbled it. Some people are so dumb. Well, see, Res Dog, that's right. Quarterback, I'm watching. I can't snap the ball until he's set anyway. I'm not, I hadn't even called for the snap. Why would I be looking for the snap? And so if he was set, then I look, and I'm about to get ready for the snap, and if it gets snapped early, i got a much better chance to get it. He wasn't even looking. The ball hit him on the leg, I believe. Right? Right. Man, there's so many texts, so many comments to get to. There's a lot of good stuff here. Let's see. Sven commented on the Murray West live thread. He's over in Berlin, Germany, freezing his fanny off right now. <laughs> it's dark over there. Sven says, I love Neil Price. He's really not only a reporter, but a true Bulldog. Yeah, he, he's, I'm telling you, man, I hope state fans understand how fortunate they are with Neil. Jimmy says, you can be happy Mississippi State won the game and simultaneously unhappy we scored only seven points. Nothing wrong with that. I totally agree. I totally agree. <clears throat> but after a win on the road in the SEC to get your fourth win, is not the time really to come back in on Monday and go, hey, Matt, uh, under in what scenario will we get a new coach? <laughs> I mean, it's just some things are better thought and not said. I, it's just the way it is. There you go. That's, that's the only point. Uh, Steven says the tush push used to be illegal everywhere, but now it's not. He says, I guess they could go back to making it illegal, but the Philadelphia Eagles would be upset. Yeah, they, they use it very well. And it's a weapon, especially you get a big old quarterback like K.J. Jefferson, right? I mean, he doesn't need a whole lot of help to begin with. <clears throat> big, strong rascal. And you could just tell the other day, like, he, had, he, did, he lost confidence quickly in that game in his protection. He lost confidence, you know, in, in the ability to let it go quickly downfield. You could tell he just didn't quite have confidence in the people around him that much. Um, you know, okay, and so on that note, y'all listen to this. 
Seven to three win for State at Arkansas on Saturday. A combined 405 yards of offense. State had 205. Arkansas had 200. At one point in the second half, I said, the first team to 250 is going to win the game. But, as we saw, even that was overshooting it a little bit. State had 85 yards passing. Arkansas had 97. So neither team had 100 yards passing. And to that, I would say, which team's paying their quarterback more? State had 120 rushing yards. Arkansas had 103. And by the way, too, let me just say, okay, money is not a problem at Arkansas. Y'all drive up there. Okay, go up there and walk around and look around. (laughs) Money is no issue at Arkansas. Time of possession was basically even. State had 10 first downs. Arkansas had 12. State finished 2 of 11 on third down. Arkansas was 5 of 17. But they also held Arkansas to 1 of 4. State wins the game by running 48 offensive plays. Earlier this year, when they ran 50 in a game, I was sitting here on the show going, what? What is going on? It just shows you winning like puts makeup on anything. State won, won this game, ran, ran 48 offensive plays. No wonder the numbers aren't that big. What was the average per play? State averaged 4.3 yards per play. Arkansas averaged 2.9 yards per play on offense. So here's my question for you. Without looking it up, could you tell me how those numbers compare to the 3-2 to two game? Auburn and State back in 2008. And I cringe when people bring it up, too. So I'm almost sorry for bringing it up. It's just interesting. In the 2008 game, 3-2, to two, Tommy Tuberville beat Sylvester Croon. 3-2. to two. In that game, Auburn, the winning team, had 315 yards of offense. In that game, 3-2, to two, Auburn had 160 yards passing. State had 91. Y'all, listen to me. There were more passing yards in the 3-2 to two game than in that game on Saturday. Quick math. Anybody be able to do it? 97 plus 85. <laughs> I can do it. 182? How about that? That's quick math. So there were 182 combined passing yards on Saturday. In the 3 to 2 game, there were 251 combined passing yards in the game. In the 3 to 2 game, y'all, they combined to throw the ball much better in the 3 to 2 game in 08 than they did on Saturday. What about total plays? Uh, let's see. I guess I could add them up. So rushing. Let's see. So Auburn ran 71 plays in that 08 game. State ran 
55 plays in that 08 game. They ran more offensive plays. They combined for almost 100. Well, they did. They combined for over 100 more passing yards in the 3-2 game than what we saw on Saturday. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Man. But nobody tells you what you have to score in order for it to be a win. You just have to score more than the other guy. And look, we're going to look at it on film. <clears throat> you know, State had a built-in excuse offensively in this one just because, you know, Will Rogers is out. It's a whole different deal. Thank goodness they had two weeks to get ready for it. Um, and they did make some plays, you know, at times in the game to keep the ball away from the opponent. But State defensively played its best game. And like I said in the first hour, in case you're just tuning in, Here's how you go to Arkansas, and here's how they held, were held to three points and fired their coach. On one hand, State's offense played its best game by far this year so far. They did, physically and in every other way. And at the same time, Arkansas's offense was awful. And the combination of those two things is a field goal on a short field, and that's it for Arkansas State needs one score to win the game. They get their fourth win, and now they're two away from that six that everybody's talking about they need to get to. But, you know, look, they don't look at it that way. Each week they're just trying to figure out a way to go 1-0. and And, you know, I know it's on the road over there, but, look, that's a winnable game. That game this weekend is winnable. <laughs> Who thought you'd be saying that three weeks ago? Just getting started in hour number two. Staying connected because of C Spire. Stick around. Alright, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Easy for me to say. With you on this Monday, Reaction Monday. And, we, you know, the way this is going, we're kind of halfway through the second hour of the show. And it just has the feeling of one of those days we could go on and on and on and on. <laughs> but uh, we'll save some of it for tomorrow. And thanks for all your comments and texts. And I obviously haven't gotten to all of them I've tried to read as many as I could, even if it wasn't on the air. And, uh, yeah, I just really appreciate it from everybody, y'all being a part of the show. Um, it's great. And I think to sum up some of the discussion we were having, uh, JS290 on the Murray West Live thread, he's right. He said 7-3 is better than the previous three SEC losses. Wins and losses, that's right. You'd rather have an ugly win than a beautiful loss. And to that note, somebody... Texas, I think, um, well, it's an unnamed texture. Country pleasing text line says, "Are fans happier with the South Carolina loss?" Well, some of them are. <laughs> hey, we scored points in that one, but we lost. But I'm happy. <laughs> and then making, what was it? Pete said that don't make no sense. <laughs> That's what Pete on Oh Brother Where Art Thou said. Uh, Matt from Brandon with a random trivia question on the country pleasing text line. He said. What is the name of the theme song on the Andy Griffith show? Not the Andy Griffith show theme song. What is the name of that song? I think it's something about a fishing hole, isn't it? 
The name of the song is something about let's go down in the fishing hole or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's right. Matt, if I got it right, let me know. I'm sure I could Google it, but I don't want to right now. All right, head over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer on line one, Rooster. Hanging on. Thanks for calling, Rooster. What's up? Hey. Hey. Yeah, I'm in static, of course. I think Yeah. what we saw Saturday were two mics in the backfield. It only gets trained on you, but that's what I think it was. Two what? Two mics in the backfield. Yeah. I didn't realize that Mike Wright is from Fayetteville, Georgia. I thought, wait a minute. <laughs> we have handed Arkansas something that they didn't want. But bless their hearts, you know, it looked like this team was quit. Yeah. If the Bulldogs win that Saturday afternoon, that's a bold guarantee. I mean, there's only five I know, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That guarantees a bold. And do y'all keep track of rooster comments? Did River Rooster saying that Auburn would start 05, Arkansas would start 05? Did you really say that? I, I wouldn't put it past you. Did you say that? Yeah, I said that. I looked wow. at the schedule. I thought, wait a minute. Well, that's, that's a pretty, tough schedule. That's Both pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, Nostradamus, what's going to happen this weekend? <laughs> oh, it's, it's a victory, whether uh, – you know, whether Bill is recovered or not. It's, it's a victory with Mike Wright. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they'll be too free. I mean, but, uh, you know, I don't think we'll get back to the Belia Quest Bowl in Tampa. I don't think that'll happen. But, Man, uh, I just want to go. I just want to go to the Birmingham Bowl one time. Just one time. <laughs> you think they'll send us to Birmingham or somewhere else? Did you see, you mentioned the Eagles, but, you know, Sunday afternoon was glorious. You know, Coach Harbaugh come on and talked about his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which was great. And then we get to, it was like an SEC highlight reel in that Philadelphia Eagles game. I mean, all those SEC players. Yeah. Mississippi well, State players. Uh, yeah. Starkville, you know, A.J. Brown. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, what a glorious Sunday for the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, and, and I like, SEC players. hey, how much did you like the Philadelphia Eagles throwback uniforms? Uh, well, I didn't see it. I listened to it on the radio. Oh, okay, you're listening. They wore the Kelly green, which is a lighter green uniforms and the helmets they used to wear back in the day, like when Buddy Ryan was coaching and when Randall Cunningham was playing. And uh, like Fletcher Cox, he put a big old visor in his helmet. You couldn't even see his face, you know. I it, I am fond of those throwback uniforms now. I like them. Okay. Yeah, just fantastic. I mean, City of Brothers Love, we might, we might have World Series Philadelphia and Super Bowl Philadelphia. They do it. They do it. Hope that's, that's the case. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I just want to pass that along. I don't want to be gloat about being right, but hey, yeah. we win Saturday afternoon. That's a, that, uh, that assures the Birmingham Bowl, probably. Okay, I'll take it. I, you know, we've never been. I know that's low bar, but let me just say, like, okay, you. If you're on the team and you're a coach, you shoot higher than a Birmingham Bowl. I, I, you know, it's, but if that's what you get, you're thankful to go. But look, it's an easy drive, okay? <laughs> I can drive over there in one day and drive home. Beautiful new, yeah. beautiful new stadium. It's not at Legion Field anymore or anything like that, you know? Right next to Top Golf. So anyway, I'm kind of 
I'd be happy with this. It's one of these places we haven't been. You know, we've been to all these others a bunch of times. Yeah, and Homecoming Queen can shop at the Galleria. Yeah, I guess you could. Don't say that, though. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. Thanks, yeah. Rooster. Appreciate the phone call. Call me anytime. God bless. God bless you. <clears throat> Appreciate the phone call. Did he really say that? Did he really predict that both Arkansas and Auburn go 0-5 to start the SEC? If he did, hey, more power to him, man. <clears throat> I, I wouldn't put it past him for saying that. Um, Alabama dominated the second half. Outscored Tennessee in the second half 27 to nothing. Beat him 34-20. Uh, Ole Miss pulled away. You know, I say it just, you know, you're thinking, how? And look at this. Ole Miss has beaten Arkansas scoring 27 points and has now beaten Auburn scoring 28. How about that? LSU no trouble. 62 to nothing over Auburn. Just uh, over Army. Just disrespectful. <laughs> Missouri with a nice win. Don't look now. Missouri 7-1. and one. Everybody in the East playing for second place. And, of course, State's win over Arkansas. That was your SEC scores uh, this weekend. And you got some interesting games coming up this week. And uh, you really do. Uh, Alcorn State got a win in the SWAC on Saturday. Beat uh, Pine Bluff 31-7. Jackson State whipped up on Valley 21-6. That was over in the Delta. And uh, speaking of, let's head over to the Divinity Equipment phone line. Mad Tiger on line two. Thanks for calling, Mad Tiger. What's up? How you doing today, man? Doing great. Thanks for calling. I, I just cannot root for the Eagles because I'm a New York Giants fan. But by Crockett, them Mississippi boys showed out last night. Man. <laughs> yeah, they really did. They really did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you, in case you ever wondered what intimidating looks like, look at Fletcher Cox in that uniform when he has that big visor in his helmet. You can't even see his face. That's pretty intimidating. Right, right. it is. <laughs> He's intimidating right he had that vibe in his face tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Even without it. Hey, and speaking of uniforms, I, I think it was what back on Thursday night, the Giants wore the old Bill Parcells uniforms where the helmet says Giants on the side. And that's my yeah, favorite Giants yeah. uniform. Right, Mars as well. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's all I wanted, man. Okay. I um uh, I'm not pumping the Eagles up, but I'd be darned if the boys from Mississippi didn't show out. They really did. They really did. A.J. Brown and Fletcher and all those guys slay. So, appreciate the phone call, Mad Tiger. It's always great to hear from you. Call me anytime. Yeah, let's see. Y'all want scores? I mean, you know what the scores are. Let's do it real quick. Just real quick. Chiefs won again. Tonight you have 49ers at Minnesota, so you get to watch – Brock Purdy and the 49ers try to bounce back from their loss last week against the Cleveland Browns, who they did uh, another good thing yesterday and won. Chiefs beat the Chargers 31-17. Bears played a backup quarterback, and he did pretty well, and they beat the Raiders. They got their second win. Don't look now, but Cleveland is 4-2. They just got a one-point win over the Colts. Minshew threw for 300 in the losing effort. Uh, the Patriots beat the Bills. What else is new? <laughs> I don't care. It's like, I don't care how good the Bills are and how bad the Patriots are. The Patriots will beat the Bills. And they beat them 
Mad Tigers Giants got the win in the division over Washington, beat them 14-7. Kind of a game that's like the NFL version of what we had the other day. 7-3, 14-7, you know, what's the difference? <laughs> uh, Falcons get a division win over the Buccaneers. Falcons are 4-3 and three now. How did the Ravens beat the Lions? Like, the Lions are good. And it's not that they won. It's that they beat them 38-6, to and the Lions' six points came in the fourth quarter. It was 35 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. You almost never see that in the NFL, let alone with a good team. Uh, now the Lions and the Ravens have the same record. Steelers beat the Rams. Seahawks beat the Cardinals. You got, hey, my man who texted earlier, his Broncos got a win, so he's See, he's texting people feeling good about it. So Sean Payton got his second win as a Broncos head coach. They won, beat the Packers. And then that one last night, 31-17. And, you know, honestly, that's one of those that kind of looks closer than it felt. Even, you know, Miami had a few big plays in there, but 17-7 at half, and it really never even felt like Miami had a chance. That's, of course, that's just my opinion. All right, more when we come back on this Reaction Monday. In the Bureau, staying connected to you because of C Spire. Stick around. Sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. Okay, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. It has been uh, a show that has flown by, and that's why, to this point, you have had the voice uh, and I hadn't done quite as much talking as I had reading. <laughs> and for the first time today, let's check in with Beaver. Hey, B. <laughs> see if he hears this. Hang on, let's see if he hears this. More on that in a bit. I guess not. What you want to bet Bill's in there talking his ear off right now? On the other side of the glass. Hold on. Or Jake. It's either Bill or Jake, one or the other. Probably. Probably. Today, I didn't even know... <laughs> Sven, that might be true. Sven on the uh, Murray West live thread said he's sleeping in the control room. I guarantee you somebody's talking to him. You'd be surprised. Like, he hit the button, get us going, and then it's like, okay, let's take care of this. Uh, I didn't even know this was a day, but it is. National TV Talk Show Host Day, October 23rd. 
It's created to pay tribute to TV talk show hosts and appreciate their unique form of humor. Entertaining stories, spontaneous wit, and timely political jokes. Hashtag, now you can go to, you know, you can go to Twitter. Hashtag, well, X. Hashtag TV talk show host day. Spell it out. So, we've been through this exercise before, but it's been many, many days since we've been through this exercise. Which one is this? That's when Conan O'Brien did the Tonight Show. For like a month. Okay, and this is Jay Leno. Which I'm partial to. And when you hear that, you realize how closely NBC tried to make the Tonight Show with Jay Leno theme sound like SNL, Saturday Night Live. And then, of course, you have the older uh, Johnny Carson. Can't you hear the differences? You got something that sounds very 60s, one that sounds very 90s, and then Conan, which was very much more modern. And then over on CBS, you had Letterman. And look, I, admittedly, I guess you have to be of a certain age to know what any of this is. But as far as I'm concerned, that's it. You want to honor talk show hosts, go Carson, Leno, Conan, Letterman. There they are. Mr. T, actor Ron Howard from Happy Days, a tour of donut shops. And so since it is, listen, since it is hashtag national TV talk show host day, here's my favorite talk show host moment when Kirby Puckett of the Minnesota Twins did the top 10 list on Letterman after they won the World Series. Category tonight, top 10 ways to mispronounce the name Kirby Puckett. <laughs> top 10 ways now to mispronounce the name Kirby Puckett. Here we go. Number 10. Kooby Pickett. <laughs> Number nine. Creepy Pockets. <laughs> Number eight. Bernie Crumpet. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> Number seven. Turkey Bucket. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number six. Buddy Hackett. <laughs> uh, now back to uh, top ten ways to mispronounce Kirby Pocket. Number five. The Pucket formerly known as Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. Punky Brewster. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. Ken Herbeck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, number two. There once was a man from Nantucket who Kirby his own Pucket. <laughs> And the number one way to mispronounce the name Kirby Puckett. Ingle Puck Kirby Dink. There you go. <laughs>
I think it's my all-time favorite top ten from Letterman. So, hashtag TV talk show host day. Uh, so, it, let's, it, you know, one of these days we'll have a hashtag, you know, radio caller appreciation day. And on that day, we will uh, appreciate people like More Bully. And we'll even play them their own theme song coming in. Now with us. It's more bully <laughs> on line one. What's up, more bully? I'm, do- I'm doing a salute to the audience right now. You are. <laughs> and you're doing the man. Little, you walk out and you spin around and show off yeah. your suit and everything. Yeah, uh-huh, I got you. Yeah, dude, that was funny. <laughs> I was laughing out loud, literally. <laughs> it was great. God. I remember seeing it. Did he say Punky Brewster? He did. One of them was Punky Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> Top ten ways to mispronounce Kirby Bucket, and I my favorite was That's like awesome. number seven. He said Turkey Bucket. <laughs> I love Turkey Bucket. Turkey Bucket caught me off guard bad. <laughs> and uh, Letterman was my man. Yeah, he was great. I mean, he he was he was the one I wore. I even had a late night T-shirt. Did you um, really? But I tell you, talking about talk show hosts, the worst person to convert from their day job to a nighttime talk show host was uh Pat Bajak. Oh, was it? That just that did not work out. Well, and that's probably a whole list we need to go through at some point. More bully is yeah. failed talk cuz like Chevy Chase had one that apparently yeah, I failed about that. Like, it failed royally Pat Sajak and I know there's been some others. Yeah. Well, listen, I hadn't been able to listen today, so I have a question for you. Um you know, it was it was an ugly game. I'm gonna just, you know, I realize that. Are you are you, you know, trying to was, understate it or like what? I mean, <laughs> no. But here's the deal: I don't think people have realized this. If we eliminate the penalties, it's a whole different ballgame. You know, it, I mean, it, we score more than seven. Yeah, I mean that's the first thing that happens, right? Eight penalties for uh-huh. forty-nine yards, and a lot of times the yards don't mean as many, you know, as much as you get up to about eight penalties. That's eight different times you it's shot. It's when they happen. Penalty. Yeah, when they happen, right? Yeah, one of them on a scoring. It's play. when they happen. Hey, get this that one, bullet. Yeah. One of them was on a scoring play. Uh, how about this? A buddy of mine called me today, and he goes, "When's the last time you saw a game where there were more touchdowns called back than were scored?" <laughs> and I thought, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's truth, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Auburn's going to be bad, huh? Are they? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would think. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Uh, they're going to be. And we're of, going there, right? Well, they're going to be kind of in the same boat Arkansas was in this past week in that they are at home and they're desperate to win an SEC game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Arnett got him one, so. That's hey, good. How about the, another funny thing? I got a text from a friend last night, and it said, Hey, you know how they used to say when Croom beat somebody and then they fired the coach, they said they got croomed? Yeah. And he texted me, he said, Well, Arkansas's offensive coordinator just got Arnettolated. <laughs> Arnettolated. I like it. I like uh, it. Where did you That's come up stuff. with that? Yeah. Talented people, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, like you. And um Go ahead. I was gonna say they're talented like you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna send you a pretty funny uh pretty funny gift somebody sent me. 
Okay. Basically, I'll just tell the audience, too. It's, it's basically, uh, and you may have seen it. I don't know how public it is. It is um, Lane Kiffin stuffing Hugh Freeze into a locker. <laughs> and, <laughs> so I'll send that along. Yeah, send that. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> All right. See you, brother. Have All a right. good week. See you, man. You have a good one, too. <laughs> Kiffin stuffing. He freeze into a locker. It actually wound up being a pretty doggone competitive game, didn't it? I, I figured it would be a two-score thing for Ole Miss just because their offense. But, you know, you got to credit Ole Miss. They just figure out how to win games, don't they? And, you know, they've had a couple that hadn't been just gorgeous. But, like, the Arkansas game at home was a, a touchdown game, but you figure out a way to win it. Period. Auburn game, touchdown game, figure out a way to win it. That's what counts, figuring out a way to win it. All right. That's it. Manana will line up, put the ball down, same time, same place, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, thanks for tuning in. For Beaver, I'm Matt. All of us here on the show, see you tomorrow.